0: This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We want to go forward as the Holy Ghost would have us go with expedience to the word in Psalm 34 and eight and in Psalm 141, one through 10, I'll read to your hearing in the King James version. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness, and let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer also shall be in their calamity. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me. And the gins of the workers of iniquity, let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I withal escape. We thank God for the scripture. May the Holy Ghost reveal the truth for each and every one of us. My God, not a standardized word, but an individually revealed truth for each and every one of us has specific needs for our very own psyche, our very own mind, condition of our heart's ambitions, the taste upon which we have uh, wherewithal to seek after certain things. Move God as only you can, I pray in Jesus' name. This message is for everyone on the move to fulfill their purpose. In God I didn't say the flesh I didn't say our innate sinfulness I didn't say uh, The answer my friend is in your heart No, I didn't say listen to your heart I didn't say trust your heart I said fulfill your purpose In God In the process of moving forward To fulfill that purpose There is also a process of making God's preferences Your own god's preferences our own hopefully the main imperative of this message will encourage us all who are journeymen of faith are you my fellow journeymen and we must all realize that we cannot always trust our own innate tastes but we can always trust the creator of holy tastes amen yes Uh, the scripture infers that perhaps the ways of God may not taste the way you think they should, but the results of trusting God to the end will be an eternal benefit. Meanwhile, there is a main influencer in the world today set out with the purpose to trick us with our own fickle sense of taste that we were born with. The devil is his name. This game is to get us to indulge in things that taste so good that we will ultimately, down the road, uh, as little pieces are soul, eventually sell our whole soul just to get those things. Just to feel and sense those things. Just to have those things. To get a truly good eternal result of what we indulge in in this life. We must consider the only acceptable way that leads to god the father in our journey of life and do what this message seeks to encourage us all to do and that is to develop a sanctified taste to stay spiritually fit develop a sanctified taste to stay spiritually fit. You ever heard of you are what you eat? Like uh? Today's focus is to develop a sanctified taste. And that's the key to godly sensitivity. If we are going to sense things the way the Holy Ghost would have us sense them, it would behoove us to feast upon the delights of glory, the morsels that proceed out of the what? Mouth of God. Feed me, Lord, till there's no empty spot. Feed me, as they say in the Old English, till I want no more. Now let's look at what the Holy Ghost has to us in this message. Developing a sanctified taste to stay spiritually fit. we got to realize that the Holy Ghost is trying to help us that we will realize as he is trying to reveal to us about our own little personal flaws and in our character. And he's doing all of that in an effort to build us up, not tear us down. He's not nitpicking and saying, "Mm -hmm, I thought so, look at you. No, he's going to help us what? Build ourselves up in the most holy faith. We need some definitions before we proceed. Is that all right? Three main words. Let's start with the ones that begin with the letter D. Detour. Sometimes the Lord will have us detour some things. And sometimes we have to consider what kind of dainties we are feasting upon. Detour, you know what that is. When you come into certain parts of the highway and they have done what, locked it off, and you can't go there. you used to going through that fairway, but no, now you gotta figure out another way. And here comes Siri, rerouting, rerouting. One time she rerouted me into a worse place, from the frying pan into the fire. I said, like, Siri, you need to get yourself together, girl. You you making me late. But you know, detours are to block the progress of and force us to change our direction. Don't they do that? What about dainties? These are things. So to detour is to go around. That's some kind of action we gotta do. But dainties are things, they're considered to be delicious things, delicacies, you know. Much like my tulips that are going to come up another week or so, and those pesky little varmints called squirrels are probably going to palm them in their hand and smell them and look at them and start munching on them. Like they're the best delicacy in the world. That's my tulip. They're like, "Eh, it's mine now. We got a whole buffet of salad bar right there for them to feast upon. Thanks a lot. You know what? We must all realize that there is an ongoing war for our own taste buds. We have taste buds on our tongue, y'all. We even have taste buds, if you will, in our psyche and in our spirit. What are you dainty about? Think about that. When someone is considered as dainty though, in other words, picky about something, they are seen as being another word, too fastidious about it. Fastidious, interesting word, right? That means a sharp criticism is being spoken against them. It's really not a compliment necessarily. But this adjective, fastidious, Uh, mainly means uh, possessing or displaying careful, meticulous attention to detail. It could also mean difficult to please when you are very exacting, right? Like that man uh, sitting down waiting for his breakfast. Two eggs, you know, the lady couldn't get it right. First, she scrambled both. You didn't scramble them right. I want them boiled the next time. She boiled them. Yeah, I didn't boil them right. Uh, I want them scrambled. Then she, next time she boiled one and scrambled the other. She gave that to him. He said, you boiled the wrong one and scrambled the wrong one. Oh my gosh. Now he's too fastidious. My God. So fastidious could also mean excessively scrupulous or sensitive, especially in matters of taste or propriety. When you have a certain uh, idea about life, and you don't think others are living up to it, you become fastidious against them. You know, we can be misguided, though, by our own tastes. How many times have you looked at and smelled some food that should have been pleasing to your taste, but when you actually ate it, it caused you to spit it out as soon as you put it in your mouth. Anybody had that? before? I know I have. <laughs> How many times have you eaten something that was very tasty, but you learned that it was no good for you? I love it, but it don't like me. See what I'm saying? Or stuff you don't like, but it likes you. It's trying to do something good for you, right? See. Uh, being fastidious about the condition of your soul, your your spiritual well-being, according to God's purpose, is, is not a bad thing. Sometimes we call people fastidious because we're trying to show them you you are too much, girl. You are too much, dude. You know. But being that way in the Holy Ghost for your own soul salvation, that's a good thing. But before we delve too deeply into that, let's just think about science for a minute because the picture of science will help us with the spirit some interesting facts about the science of taste. All of us have almost um, 10,000 taste buds inside our mouth, Do you know that? Even on the roof of our mouths, isn't that something? Put something in your mouth, you're gonna taste it, top and bottom. Here's something about insects. To grocery out so you get your mind off of food. Insects have the most highly developed sense of taste. They even have taste organs on their feet, on their antenna, and their mouth parts. So when them little critters are walking on your food, they are tasting it. Flies. They land on some poopy. And they're tasting that. They landed on it, they're tasting it and then they're gonna come over after taste of that, taste your food. (laughs) So now you got that and that on your food. I got new flavors, new seasonings on your food. Some little kids like their snacks so much in the class. One little boy years ago, it went on the floor. He said, oh, two second rule, that's it. You can eat it. One little boy said, oh, it went past two seconds, but that's all right, I got a remedy for that. He kissed it, held it up to the sky. God made the dirt and the dirt can't hurt. <laughs> and he went on to eat his snack. And a couple of days later stayed home sick. Amen. I tried to warn him. I said, God made the germs and the germs are gonna do their job. <laughs> Stop eating that stuff off the floor. I told him they don't they look they look at the floor when they first come in. It looks clean. The custodians, wow, look at the shiny, look at the shine, look at the sparkle. I said, okay. Y'all think it's clean? What did y'all do when y'all came in here? Let me think. Oh, walked from outside. What was walking outside probably other than children and adults? They were like dogs, cats, yeah, and flies, all kind of stuff. I said, yeah, all that's on the floor then, on the ground. You just walking on it. I in the classroom. Your food went down there. And guess what's in your mouth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you ate that. I saw that. <laughs> you want some, Mr. Jackson? I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I had a good, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's get off of the insect thing. What about fish? Fish. Y'all like eating fish? You know, fish can taste with their fins. Did you know that? They can even taste with their tail. I'm talking about the, the, the part that's flat right, it's getting them through the water, right? They can also taste with their mouth. So it's like their whole body, they taste it with it. Isn't that something? Now let's think about humans. In general now, in general, girls have more taste buds than boys do. Females have more taste buds than males. What are the implications of that if you think back to the Garden of Eden and the Fall of Man? Think Satan knew what he was doing. (laughs) Hey, what's up? You tasted that yet? We're good. Adam, look, taste some. He said, all right, thank you. Oh, the devil's my faith. What's up? He's right there. So he don't have nothing to say about the woman. Woman is faulty. Woman is weak. You are weak. You went on with her. Plus, you should have been covering your home better than that. God Amen. met with you first before he met Amen. with anybody. So you should have knew better to protect your home. So don't, let's, let's not down the women Amen. That's, right. That's part of one of my little down the women. That's like a heads up for the future part of our uh, series. That's right. That's so right now we're in part two, just in case you didn't know. The cost of restoration. Amen. There's a cost in restoration. So this message and the next two are going to deal with that. Then after the fourth Sunday, when everybody comes with the seven last sayings of Christ, uh, we're going to get into a new part of our Living Truth series that's dealing with the ministry of women. why well, I'm doing a little shout out to the women right here and right now. To get you ready. And even one of these messages coming, the next two, are going to help you women understand some things, how Jesus felt about women. Amen. Like a precursor. But uh, some people are going to think about that. Women have more taste buds. Mm-hmm, that's why they fail. That's why we need to keep the women down. That is not true. Uh-oh. But look at this. Taste is the weakest of our five senses, guys. Our five main senses, that is. There's also a sixth sense where we have balance. You can tell the difference between a bowling ball and a feather, right, because of that. So we often overlook that sense. So I should know not to amen. Uh, hug Lisa too hard as though, you know, I'm trying to break a branch outside or something. I, I should have balanced in my sensitivity to know, you know, hold her tenderly. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen. <laughs> now the use, of, the use of dainty, the word dainty and dainties is in the word of God. Let's take a quick look through the scriptures right quick. Amen. Thank God. Each revealing a mystery uh, about our tendency to be inconsistent. All mankind is inconsistent. You know, we can't just look at women. Mankind is inconsistent. Amen. And men, just in case you forgot, women came out of us. Mm. So you want to put them down, you're putting yourself down. You putting your rib down? Oh what? won't my rib? No, that's a girl. She don't No, she came from the rib. Can I hear you? Uh-oh. Men didn't say amen on that one. Okay. <laughs> But look at uh, Genesis 49, 20. God blesses us to be a blessing. It says, out of Asher, uh, one of the tribes, uh, his bread shall be fat, right? And he shall yield royal dainties. He's going to be able to make some good, tasty stuff. See that? The word dainties is right there, dealing with some good tasting stuff. Thank God. And uh, as you know, I don't care what covenant came, man failed in all of them. We have good names through the Bible, but we don't necessarily live up to them all the time. You see, man is inconsistent. That's only the first example. Number two, we often get beside ourselves trusting in our blessings. God makes up blesses us to be a blessing, and we get all this stuff. We for God. We're supposed to be a blessing. And then we get beside ourselves and start trusting in the blessings instead of trusting in God. We worship our possessions instead of worshiping God. Job 33, 14 through 20. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. That's just a shout-out, too, for the women. Because God called men, and you usually have to say it twice, Adam, Adam, Moses, Moses, Mary. She said, huh? Call her one time. See what I'm saying? That's another for y'all women. Man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men in slumberings upon the dead, then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. A lot of times we can't sleep. Maybe we need to tune our spiritual ear up and hear what God is trying to say. Then he'll let you sleep. You see what I'm saying? And one time in the sermon, I told y'all, instead of counting sheep, talk to the shepherd. Amen. (laughs) And the scripture goes on to say, that he may withdraw man from his purpose. See, that's why God's doing it. And hide pride from man. He keepeth back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. So God is showing us ourself, keeping us up, giving us visions and dreams and such. He keepeth back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. He is chastened also with pain upon his bed and the multitude of his bones with strong pain so that his life abhorreth bread and his soul meat. So you're not going to want that tasty meat when you're feeling like that. I don't want no hamburger. I just want want to go to sleep, you know. (laughs) Uh, So, we get beside ourselves and we start worshiping blessings. God got a remedy for that. He'll, you know, tighten us up, help us to get right. Let's tighten it up. You get too loosey-goosey. Here's the third thing. God rescues us from our own imprisonment, releasing us to apply His wisdom. Proverbs 23, 1 through 8. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, he's given instructions. Consider diligently what is before thee and put a knife to thy throat. That's a metaphor. That don't mean actually do it. If thou be a man given to appetite, in other words, if you're greedy, you need to watch yourself. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Somebody could be trying to bribe you. You want some nice food? I gave you all that. Now I need you to do something for me. You know, and verse 4 says, labor not to be rich. Some people work hard for that, just for that. Cease from thine own wisdom. Will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. They're there and then they're gone. Money coming, money going. And people still trying to pray that wicked prayer. Money cometh. They got all kind of crazy prayers today. Uh, verse six says, "'Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, "'neither desire thou his dainty meats,' those tasty meats. "'For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. "'Eat and drink,' saith he to thee, "'but his heart is not with thee. "'The morsel which thou hast eaten, Shalt thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. So in other words, all of that stuff they're doing is to flatter you and get you to do something. And you're gonna soon forget once you get sick because you went the wrong direction and going after that stuff. God sometimes will wake you up. We saw a Christian movie like that. The man was getting ready to cheat on his wife, and then went out with this other woman and having the dinner and the, and the, as the evening progressed. So was the downward slope of him going away from his wife to get with this girl? Or oh, we could eat tonight? Or oh, we could go to my place? This and that. He said, "Oh, something wrong. Oh, my stomach." Oh, he went in the bathroom. He got sick on his stomach. And something with the food, whatever. But it was more supernatural. And then he had to call all that off and go home. And his wife had to soothe him and get him right. You know, my God, my God. Sometimes God put things on us to save us. And we, we go to rebuke and stuff. Rebuke that! And God said, I put that on you. You're rebuking that for You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God will rescue us from our own, what? Imprisonment. Releasing us to apply his wisdom. Amen. And here's number four. God warns us about the outcome of trusting other small g, gods. Revelation 18, 14, 14. Uh, And the fruits that thou that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty, those are tasteful things, and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. See, uh, we get blessed by, if you will, it's really a cursed blessing from Satan. Because he's a lying wonder. Jesus is a wonder, but the devil is a lying wonder. He brings wonders to lie to us, to bribe us, to make us accept something that's going to kill us. See, it's a trap, in other words. God is not like that. The devil will get you with some stuff, and then all of a sudden all that stuff gone, and then you'll see the real deal. Oh, I'm lost without hope. It's too late. Never let it be said, what, too late, my God. Get into it while the getting is not good. When it's inconvenient, that's the time to dive into faith. When everybody's going that way in the Broadway, you go the lonely road, obscure road, the narrow road, road that leads to life and peace, you're gonna know that's the real road. Hardly any feet, it looks like that's Jesus' feet, and a few other folks, all right, guess I'm gonna join in the number with the three or four, you know. <laughs> Thank God, if you made it though, We can't go trusting other gods because there's certainly a lot of them. My God, there's a whole plethora of other gods you can decide on against the one and true living God. There is one more stop we must make, saints. Don't go to sleep. Somebody looks sleepy. Amen. Walk up to them. Amen. Poke them. We must go back now because there was a hidden dainty well camouflaged in Judges. Uh, Book of Judges, chapter 16, there is one dainty so slick that it slipped by us, Delilah, which means small and, guess what, dainty. She was used to trick Samson into revealing the secret of his strength to his enemies. My question to you is, what, or maybe who, is your Delilah? A thing could be a Delilah. An organization, right? A movement in society could be your Delilah. An actual person could be your Delilah or Delilah, if it's a dude, ain't it? <laughs> but here are four deterrents to sanctify tastes that will hinder your spiritual fitness. And these are because of these Delilahs that are out there. Number one, some people are sent by the devil, to wear you down until you give in. Mm. Uh-huh. Could be friends, associations, whatever, whatever. Amen. They're sent to you or sometimes you might be misled by your own lust and entice and go the wrong road and end up somewhere in by in the valley that, of shadow of death and you have encamped there. Those uh-huh. so be walking through there and not camp. But Bible said, yea, though I walk through shadow of them, not camp there. My God, got a whole new building plan for the valley of death. My God, you're supposed to be walking through there as led by God. He's going lamp, lamp to lamp unto your feet, light unto your path to get you out of there. My God, but sometimes we go to some place and guess what? The devil brought us there to wear us down. You know, Delilah hounded Samson for the secret of his strength, did she? If, if, if someone hounds us uh, to do or say something we know we shouldn't do or say, it's time to make adamantly clear that the issue is not negotiable. Amen? Hello. Yep. You got to put your holy foot down. Amen? And make your no be really a no. That's right. Not no. <laughs> no. Real no. The other person needs to drop it Or risk the loss of the relationship. Amen. A lot of times the loss of certain relationships is a pretty good thing. It's going to be for the salvation of your very soul. And for you to be uh, effective in the holy ministry of the Lord. Amen. I'm speaking from my own experience. That's only the number one first deterrent. Folks sent the way down. My God. Here's number two. Certain people and situations will rob you of your anointing. You have an appointment, a calling upon your life. That's God's favor, his appointment for you. Something he has birthed for you to do. It's an anointing. It's not some hocus pocus, spooky spooky. uh, uh, If you're into superstition and all of that and. You know, there's some superpower on you. Well, they think anointing is that. The Holy Ghost, yes, can move in your life, yes. But he's not some kind of thing. He's a person of God. Thank God. And we don't think about him as some kind of superstitious thing, you know. So an anointing comes from the power of God, from the giftings of the Holy Spirit, enabling you, birthing you to do certain things, And God has put his stamp of approval. That's mostly what anointing is approval. Jesus wasn't just any old Jesus from around the way. Many streets in Nazareth, a lot of folk down the block named Jesus. Yo, Jesus, which one? You know. This is Jesus the Christ, the one, anointed one. God anointed and appointed him. Only one could be Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah of the world. Only him. God will specify things in your life. In other words, sanctify you. He has set you apart for a special thing to do according to the will of heaven. But guess what? Certain people will rob you of that calling, that move of God, that anointing. So I have to tell you what anointing really is because what some people do, they put some kind of superstitious kind of definition on it. Uh, The story of Samson and Delilah serves as a warning. Delilah came and hindered him, right? Uh, We will all lose God's commission should we step out of fellowship with God. Once they get you to step out of fellowship, then you're going to lose your commissioning, your calling, you're going to forget about your purpose in life, you're going to start enjoying, unfortunately, for a short time, the devil's appointment. And his appointment doesn't, you know, the enjoyment lasts, for part of your lifetime. And then he will shorten your life anyway. God has an appointed time for you to die, but the devil will try to preempt that and get take you out earlier if he can. Fool the very elect if it's possible. My God, that's how the devil works. You know, he went up there, and God said, What you doing? What you doing? You know how I roll. Seeking who I may steal, kill, destroy. You know how I roll. You consider my servant Job, you ain't going to be able to get him. Job had a high calling. Look at that. Lose all and then get double back. Who's going to stay saved and then losing all? Who shall be able to stand? You better be really anointed for real. Amen. We like to copycat other people's anointing. Preaching like somebody. And doing and dressing like us. Talking like somebody because they think that's you know such spiritual swag i i should be like and do like and sound like smell like dress like that cut my hair like that go to the gym and get my bills and cuts to look just like that you know what, what is that in a nutshell is is it being covetous think about it there's people that are covetous of other people's anointings my god god does not want us doing that Stancing and at Delilah's story should serve as a good warning. My God. Here's another thing. Three, you are only as strong as your weakest link. You know, the part of yourself that is weak. Uh, So we, we shouldn't go around kidding ourselves. Delilah reminds us that fleshly weakness can topple even the most powerful person. She said, Oh, I got that. I know where he, he's weak. I know where he's weak at. Yes, yes. He might be strong in the living room, all these rooms, but the bedroom, that's where I'm gonna get him. And the devil will make all kind of bedrooms. The back seat of a car, a mostly empty cinema show. My God, you back there handling the devil's business. My God. And all kind of other places. In the old country folk haystacks and such. My God, going to corn shuckings, getting busy, when nobody think nobody looking. <laughs> it's all kind of ways. My God, it got all hills in the back side of the camel way. Uh, you, you know, you take your girl back there, oh, move your sandals, your tunic, let's do this thing. My God, my God, it doesn't matter the time and history, it's the same spirit. Drawn by our own lust, and entice, amen. That never changed, that's the same, amen. Thank God. And you're only strong as the weakest part of you. And the devil's gonna just pry until he figure that out. And you saw what happened, because the devil's like a scientist. Let's do all these trial runs. Let's put that by him or her, that by. Oh, the, the 99th out of 100, there it is. Oh, you saw what happened, do more of that. And bring reinforcements, then he gets seven worse than the first, and they go ahead on and annihilate. That's how the devil's camp works. My God, trying to find that weakness. One more, we've done. Number four, keeping in line with God's moral code will help you to keep your anointing. you got to consider that. Keeping in line, right, with God's moral code. Keeping, your, keeping ourselves morally pure and equally yoked protects us from people like Delilah and is vital for maintaining God's commission. It has to be someone that God puts you with. What do we say? And I hope that never changes. He who God puts together will no man. Let no man what put asunder. They tried to put me and Lisa asunder. You know? Because of political, religious, political reasons asunder. He's from yonder. We don't know from whence he came or whether he is going. You need to not be with him, Erobobo Shando. They trying to hook a messiah us upon. <laughs> Pry us apart with the devil's monkey wretch of false anointings. The devil got a tongue. The devil has spirituality. Being spiritual, yeah that's cool, but you better be more specific. Amen. Thank God. So it's more than just morals and codes, but it's by God's spirit. It's not by might, not by power, not what we could do or figure out a plan, but it's by God's spirit, saith the Lord. The Holy Ghost reveals the truth of the word, and you know he will enable you to obey the truth, because he will transform you into becoming the truth. You become a walking word, you become the living word. Amen. You can walk and not be weary, as a word of God. Run, as a word of God, and not faint, cause God never fainteth, he never sleepeth. He doesn't slumber, nor does he sleep. Thank God, God wants us to have that. The wherewithal all to be like that. We gotta be like that in society. We gotta be like that when we're home. And society is in our bedroom. Society is in our living room. Society is in our phone, wherever we go. Take society along with you everywhere you go. Take society along with you everywhere you go. And it's in the phone, and I, and I can stream. <laughs> oh, I can stream, I can stream, you can stream, you can stream, ho, oh, oh, you can stream. Hey, beam it on down, let the devil, won't he come on down? Beam it down, beam it down, hey, beam it down. The wicked, wide, whirly-web, come on down. And the devil keeps on saying, wow, everybody thinks the church was over, huh devil's like, I got a new church. Come on. Whatever you feel, you can do. It feels good. Ooh, I like that church, devil. The devil got a lot of followers. My God. And he got his own immoral code. If God got a moral code, what do you think the devil got? An immoral code to help you fumble and stay away from the commission of God. Whatever hook he got to get you, he's going to figure out what is your Delilah. And I'm going to do another part in our Living Truth series regarding how in the ancient day they had certain gods that they would, you know, conjure up demons, is what they were doing. And, and, and when they would uh, uh, put those altars out there, burn their children upon them and all and have all kind of wicked sex acts before that altar. They're opening up hell's gates so that there will be an influx of certain demonic influence. So when we're, amen, turning on and tuning into certain things, we could be opening our mind and heart and spirit up to certain demonic influence. My God, when you crack open that bottle from the government with all the spirits in it, there's a gate of hell that will now cause the key to open up in your very own psyche and the portals of hell will now gain access to the core of your being. My God, we're allowing the portals of hell to come in and have their way when God is saying that we were created to praise him. My God, we got to watch it what delilah is tripping us up my god you know keeping ourselves morally pure and equally yoked will help us we got to be equally yoked with god's spirit thank god not just with the right person on earth but with god's spirit are you in covenant with god are you married to the lord's will my god Or are you just dating all around and have an open relationship? And so you could, you know, you could fornicate with hell's gate and then leave that gate and then get all prettied up, perfumed up, and put your hallelujah face on. All right, now I'm in the gate of heaven. Let's just do the vernacular of that. Know where you are, do the right vernacular. But see, that's going to be a double mind. That's going to be, amen, a mind that leads to an eternal damnation because. The double-minded man has all kind of, amen, harmful things that's causing you to now have such levels of, of wickedness. There's going to be turmoil in you. And then everything you do, what happens? The double-minded man is what? Unstable in all their ways. And you can't get it right. You can't think it right. You can't s- say it quite Right, my God, and can't get yourself together spiritually so. My God, the devil thinks you makes you feel like you're alright when you're sick. He'll make you, amen, seem like you're fluent in tongues, but it's really his tongue. My God, he'll make you seem like you're a good person when you are, amen, unfit for glory. You could be earthly good, but unfit for glory. God wants us to be right. There's a cause for restoration. You got to give up something. You got to be willing to let it go and let God come in and do what he came to do, what he created for us to do. And that's to amen, to help his kingdom remain orderly and righteous and holy. Thank God and stop allowing the devil to come in aside in the back door. My God, we got such a wicked way. Now he's all up in the front. Ask the news people. They hired any and everybody according to the new protocols of culture and its immorality. Certain news uh, uh, venues are now hiring all kind of folk. People that are using their imagination that has been now uh, given direction from the gate of hell so that they can now think of themselves as something other than what God created them. They used to be a man. Now I see myself as something else. And, and now they're going to recreate because God's creation is not good enough. I need to recreate. Now you could call me something else. Yeah, you used to call, call me Bob. Now you could, got to call me Caitlin. My God, you could say amen, whatever you want. Amen. It, 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 it's, it's according to the biblical standard. God is saying no. You have now allowed your mind to be tricked, amen, bamboozled, amen, and the devil has gotten you on his little couch and and has talked you out of what God made you into something else. Mm -hmm. My God, it doesn't matter what's below your belt, it's what's in the mind under the hat. And then you're going to become whatever's under that hat. You could care less what's below the belt, my God, or just under your chin. You could care less. And some folk want some more stuff to be under their chin so they're taking all kind of pills and hormones and things so they can have new things floating around and new jello on the shelf. My God, where there was none, that's the kind of world we're living in, ask ask Fox News. My God, they got folk in there, my God, that have done the same thing that I just described. My God, they are not married to God anymore. They were running well. But somebody even bewitched them, and now they're running for something else. They're not running for the master. They're running for the gate of hell. My God, we got to remember to get a, a, a truly good eternal result in this life. we, we got to indulge in whatever Jesus wants us to indulge in, not what our innate sinfulness wants us to indulge in. Because there's a wicked trinity, our own wickedly, innately sinful self, the voice of, amen, the devils all around, and also, which come from from Satan himself, and our secular humanistic world. That's that demonic uh, trinity right there. Mm-hmm. My God. We can't, amen, listen to that. No. We got to listen to who Jesus is. He's the way that leads to God the Father. He's leading us away from our everyday journey of life on earth to have an eternal home in heaven. we got to depend on him. There will be distractions along the way that will test our faith trying to get us to detour away from the peace of God. Let us all go forward seeking to please God only, loving him highest, amen, more than the pleasures of this world, detouring from the devil's deadly dainties to develop A sanctified taste of holy living. If Christ strengthens you, you can withstand the alluring power of temptations that that, that come to compete against God's divine purpose for your life. So stay on guard. Guard your anointing. Amen. Don't let the enemy wear you down. Don't put yourself in compromising situations. Love yourself the way God will have you love yourself. God made you for better. Detour to the divine dainties of the Deliverer, Christ Jesus. The one who sees us through beyond the end of the world. Somebody rest on your feet and help me praise him. Jesus, my Deliverer. Jesus, my wise counsel. Jesus, hallelujah. The way, the life, the truth that I need to live in the falsehoods of this fallen world. God, help me to make it. Somebody bless him. Somebody praise him. I dare you to put your hands together and say yes to the Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. I want to go all the way. Hallelujah. I want to go all the way. Help me to make it. Help me to go through. Help me, oh God, to keep my hands on the plow so that I don't look left and right, my God, and backwards and too far ahead into the distance beyond what God wants me to do. Help me, oh God, that I will not be spiritually unfit, but that I will be spiritually fit. Sanctify my tastes, oh God in the holy, mighty name of Jesus. Whatever's untasteful for God, my God, I want to have it, something good in my mouth. Help me to have the holy dainties from heaven. Help me to feast upon everything that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Help me to do it, Lord, change, transform me by the renewing of my mind, by the washing of your mighty word, in the name of Jesus. Won't you pray that prayer with me? Hallelujah. Won't you accept God that way? Let him change your taste. Let him transform your taste. Let him, amen, make you better than when you came in. Let him now, amen, make things distasteful. That's going to drive you on down to the gate of hell. My God, we need a new taste from heaven, Lord. Whatever we got used to that's not like you, help me, oh God. Make it distasteful in the name of of Jesus, we claim victory, right here right now. We of the Realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.